Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let me take you on a day. day. We ain't got a way. Tell me if you got an ex nigga in the way. Hi guys, welcome to Talking Sporty with Brittany Betts and P. Of course, I'm P. Hi, Brittany Betts here. And of course, we have a special, special guest, Ryan from LAFB. Hi, Ryan. What's up? I don't know about special guests, but always happy to chat with you fine ladies. So excited to talk ball. What's happening? How are we doing? You are a special guest. Special, special twice. Special, special guest. Right, he was, he's a oh, villain. Okay. And an addition, like yeah. special, special. Yeah. I don't really know why I'm here on this episode, but I'm happy to be here. So thank you. Because it's week one and we wanted you to be a part of the team. Done. Okay. Well, good. Well, yes. I mean, how great is it? Football's back. College obviously has been going on, but pro is officially back. What do you guys think of the weekend? Um, the, that it went as exactly how I thought is obviously a lie. Um, we could start with the obvious, right? But um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't place any bets because I would have lost all my money. Let's just say that. Let's start mm-hmm. there. I mean, so no bets. Okay, go, Britt. <laughs> Brittany bets is broke for the season. Like, give me your give me your worst beat because I'll give you mine from this weekend. My worst beat was. I'll get back to you. No, it's something by like, like half of a, a yard or something, and like. But here's the thing. The reason why my mind my mind is so clouded is because I probably pay, played like way too many things. It's like, yeah. which one was it? You know. But yeah, week one was brutal for me in the bets. But now I know. My, now I know. my worst beat, and I know we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers later. But my worst beat was I had a a six leg parlay from Saturday to Monday. So I had college pro and uh, or college and pro. I all five legs hit. My final leg was Aaron Rodgers plus three and a half rushing yards. It's one scramble, no, one no, scramble no, plus three no. and a half, and he obviously goes out in the in the fourth play of the game. So Do you that, that. Um, does that reboot though, or no? I could have, I could have, I had the opportunity to cash out before the the Jets game um, for my five, and I could have just cashed out left. But I was like, it's three and a half rushing yards. He's gonna run <laughs> one scramble, one first down run. Yeah, yeah, I did see. Uh, I did see. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I believe it was underdog fantasy had the point five yards. I think it was passing yards, and <laughs> hit that. Yes, they had yes. a deal on that. Uh, if you went for if you went for a ruptured uh, ruptured Achilles point five, you would have taken the over on that. Uh, so. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say that obviously a lot of the things that happened, none of us could have guessed it. Um, I found my bad beat. Go ahead. (laughs) It was Thursday, which, mind you, maybe you guys don't know, but I have a rule where I'm not supposed to bet on Thursdays. Like, I don't bet on Thursdays. But Deontay's like, it's week one. Like, come on. Like, start the season off right. So we're like, okay. So it was a two-leg parlay with Harrison Bucker, the kicker for um, Kansas City, over one and a half kicks. I told you guys, over one and a half kicks. And Phil Gold's mate and Jared Goff to have a fantasy score of 16 and a half. His fantasy score was 14, I believe. Well, at the time it was 16.3. And then they adjusted it to 16. But it's like Goff letting me down again. So mm. I'm my boy JG let you down. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I guess you could start with that, right? Like 
who did you guys and don't lie you guys did you guys have the lions winning on thursday I, kind of i did actually did you i wasn't yeah. i wasn't confident in it but i think just because i hate the chiefs <laughs> so i took the lions and and there's a lot of hype around the lions obviously they got some some great players i thought they had a good draft once the exactly. dust settled and and the chiefs you know lost players in the offseason no uh, Travis Kelsey. Right. So no I, Chris you, know, Jones. you never want to bet again. Yeah, no, it was Chris, Chris Jones. Jones was watching from a suite with like, you know, bodyguards that are his agents. It was just like, yeah. it just didn't feel like it was going to be the same Chiefs team, you know, like yeah. that was going to get out there and just dominate. So like the the plus four and a half looked really, really good. And I had a really good feeling that they were going to for sure cover it or win the game. Like mm. weeks leading up to it. And then just with all those things happening, it just was like, that's the play. And then all the money was on Kansas City. So right. Sharps were playing, you know, Detroit probably like crazy. Yeah, I think um, I think that, that trick play, I think that just decided how the rest of the weekend was going to go. <laughs> I just thought like, uh, is this, this is what we're doing? And then obviously the game – ended and then of course we had an insane weekend so i think week one it, the yeah the week started like with jared goff playing pretty well you know like winning a game against patrick mahomes like basically the opposite of how you expected this, this season to start patrick mahomes didn't look patrick mahomes-esque you know like his receivers were dropping balls left and right like it just didn't look like the defending super Bowl hangover type of thing you know but still it didn't look like the chiefs that we know so that should have definitely gave us an idea of how the weekend was gonna go because didn't go can I, say one, can I say one thing about Mahomes and get your yes. guys's opinion yes. so like I'll, I'll be honest like i, I respect Alan Mahomes. he's the best quarterback in football but I, I always am a little like uneasy with just the absolute gargling of whatever you want to call it that he gets <laughs> around the league. I don't know what, what I want to say, but it, the praise that he gets is like, okay, I, we get how good he is, but you know, there's a lot of factors at play here. I can't remember, and I could be wrong, but it seemed like, and it, it's absolutely true. Like his receivers let him down, but that was the excuse. Everyone was saying, even Mike Tirico put the asterisks at the end of the game for the lions winning and other quarterbacks get that all the time where the receivers let them down. And it's just like, well, that's part of the game. You got to learn how to overcome that and, and whatnot. So that just rubbed me the wrong way. How Mahomes can literally do no wrong. Even when, when he loses it's, well, it wasn't his fault. His team let him down. Whereas every other quarterback is like, got to overcome that. That's the NFL for you. You gotta, you gotta rise above. What are your guys' thoughts? I think, I think you're right. Ryan, in a sense, I think he does get treated like, you know, he's just Teflon, you know, like, I, I I I see that. I do see him getting excused a lot. Um, is it justified sometimes? No. But at the end of the day, like, I hate to do this. You guys, I hate to do this. But I've seen somebody compare him to Steph Curry, and I, I see the parallel. I see the correlation. I see it. It's somebody. Well, go on. What he had had. He accomplished as much with Andy Reid. We'll never know, right? Um, that's one of the greatest coaches in the game. But I think that because he's done so much at such a young age, and unfortunately, or fortunately, like Steph Curry, he has somehow changed the game of football in a way, in my opinion. And so I think that's why he gets 
like this, I guess, I, I mean, he gets held to a different standard than everybody else. Um, I do agree, though, that like there are these quarterbacks that have to take the full blame, right? That's pain behind the position. But um, I do think that other folks deserve the same grace as him. But have they accomplished as much as he has? No. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, accomplished like in, you're talking about accomplished like MVPs and two Super Bowls, right? Yeah, like nothing like he has, you the, know? Most, yeah. he has yeah. the most rings in the league right now next to Jimmy G. But, um, I mean, Jimmy G didn't even play for those, but uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford deserves a lot of respect. We'll get into like the Rams and everything, but his resume is good, you know, like his he, he has a ring, he's like, I don't know what his number is, but he's top. 25 probably in passing yards right wouldn't you think like at this point in his career and like oh, he's he, in top like 15 yeah he's like top 10 leaders in like fourth quarter drive comebacks and i mean he still has a cannon so and the two receivers in the league that hold the record for the bet the most yards in the season cooper cup calvin johnson both matthew stafford receivers right. so i mean right. Put some respect on some other quarterback's name. I don't think that I don't think that Pat may be the king because of what he's doing right now, but you know, there's some other guys out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I, I totally agree with you guys. I just think that unfortunately that like I said, he gets just held he gets protected in a different way, held to a different standard than everybody else. Um and yeah. I mean, Moving along to to Pat's arch nemesis, Joe Burrow, the highest paid quarterback in the league. <laughs> he had 82 yards. 82 yards. Yucky. Passing. Not rushing, guys. Yeah. Passing. I don't I don't listen to a lot of like national like first take. I don't listen to all those, so you guys will have to inform me. Did he get ripped apart for that performance or was it kind of the same as Mahomes? Like oh, the whole team looked bad. They just weren't really prepared because I, I mean, he should get ripped apart. I, I will say personally, and this could be a biased thing, maybe just my timeline. I don't know. I saw a lot of more like, just like overall slander for like actually anybody but him. And the only like reasoning that I would see behind or any like excuse that I would see was like, Oh, the, the Browns have their number. The Browns have their number. Like, that's just what it is. And it's just like, well, this guy is supposed to be top three, top four in the league. Is that, is it good enough to just say the Browns have their number? Like, I mean, that could be said for a lot of teams then, you know? I caught, I caught some snippets of first take and they were pretty much asking if they were, if, you know, are we worried about Joe Burrow? 82 yards, you know, just got this contract he didn't really practice. And that was like the main reason as to why they said that they weren't worried. They're like, you know, he missed quite a bit of practice with an injury. I don't know. Is it a calf injury? Um, and he hasn't really had many reps with the team, but I'm not worried. The bank, I think they brought up the record last season, their first two games, they lost those two. So <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, just, he's just getting his feet wet and, you know, working out the kinks, putting a little WD 40 on everything. Mm -hmm. And, They'll be fine. But I mean, saw a lot of people blaming the O-line. You know, we thought that they fixed the O-line issues there. And they're like, can they fix the O-line? It's just people put a blame everywhere. But that 82 yards. Yeah, well, I mean, that, when, you really, <laughs> when you look at the whole weekend, it was a 
for the Golden Boys, the NFL in general is bad. Mahomes lost. Josh Allen lost and threw three picks. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. 82 yards lost. Justin Herbert lost with yeah. an opportunity to win at the end of the game. Like all of them didn't yeah, look they great. Didn't they all lost. Lamar didn't lose, but he just had a. He's not a golden boy for the. He's a golden boy to me too, but not the league. Okay, thank you. But they're like he's he's out there. He's in. Yeah, but they they give they give Lamar absolutely no respect. Like they talk about his arm, the capability or lack thereof that they say he has, and you know it's just a lot of slander on his name. Yeah, let Lamar have had a night like. Josh Allen had. Ooh, forget it. Forget I'm it. I'm waiting to talk about this. Forget it. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even. The Vikings let me down. I really thought that they were going to go mm. out and prove something, but I don't I, know. I don't but know. it's still I... week one. You know, how, you know, like it's still week one. Like I feel like because it is week one, we're allowed to overreact, though. There's every, there's going to be just um, like that's all it is is overreaction. <laughs> Yeah, what else can we do? But I love I love Kirk Cousins. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know why I love I love Kirk Cousins. Did you guys watch the quarterback on Netflix? I did. I did. Mr. Like Midwest, like just a family dude. Wholesome. Wholesome. Yeah. Just a normal guy. LL Bean type of just normal dad. Yeah, like my favorite part is that he has his like trophy room, but it's like a hidden doorway because he doesn't want to show it off. He's like, I just have this hidden. My wife wants me to keep everything, but I didn't want it. I'm like, oh, I love that. Gosh. You see so many other guys that they have it all like all thrown out at their house to show off their their assets, and he's got this yeah. cheesy I mean, closet hidden. <laughs> you have the comparison right there with him and Pat and just like the vast difference in like their lifestyle. And I mean, Kirk's been in the league for much longer, and he's gotten a bag too, you know, so, but it's just – that's the way that he chooses to live. And I love it. It's really cute. But Vikings, they let me down. And but I week one, week one. Yeah. Looking, you know, looking at the league, looking at other games, like things didn't go as we expected, just based on preseason. But nowadays, you don't really know what a team is gonna look like until they actually step on the field for week one because they're not playing starters anymore. They're giving you this like vanilla offense. Um. Yeah. So, are we taking everything that we saw into week one, or, or from week one into week two, as just law? Like, for instance, the Niners. The Niners beat the shit out of the Steelers. <laughs> so, the question is: Is that that Niners team just that fucking good? Or was this just an absolutely horrible Steelers team? I think that there's there's some occasions from week one that will be carried over. Um, I think that, unfortunately, that will be the case for the Niners. Brittany, they could have me and you at quarterback, and they'll still do something. That's system. just the benefits of the system, right? Um, I think there's a few situations from week one, like that one, that's going to be carried over. Um, I think the NFC North – um, is going to be between probably Green Bay and Detroit. Um, I would be, if I were a Bears fan, and I seen a meme of somebody said under new ownership, do you know how, do you know what that would do to me at night? I would lose sleep. Like, I think it's going to be, some things are just going to be like, it was a week one thing, jitters, rusty, 
but there's going to be a few of those things, those two that I named, that are going to carry over at least for a couple of weeks, maybe for the rest of the season too. What did you think about that Niners-Steeler game, Ryan? Yeah, I think uh, to your question, I think it's like both are true. I think the Niners are a, a really freaking good team. Um, I know we hate saying it, but, you know, they're just they're stacked at like every position. You look at O-line, running back, you know, we can say what we want about Purdy, but he's definitely decent uh, yeah. and he's proven that. Uh, on defense, they're stacked at every level. But I think the I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's one of the most under – I don't even know how he's still underrated. The dude's never had a losing season, but still doesn't get talked about like the Shanahans, the McVeighs, the others of the league. But I think the Steelers, for whatever reason, got way too much hype this offseason. A lot of people mm-hmm. were picking them to win the North. They were like this new up-and-coming team. And you know, I, to me, they didn't do enough in the offseason to improve enough. Matt Canada as offensive coordinator has never like moved the needle for me uh, <laughs> and whatnot. So I, I think it was a little bull. And the Niners are a really good team, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. And they're obviously we'll get to it later. But the Rams matchup is going to be tough for them. But I also think the Steelers are really not as good as people were hyping them up mm-hmm. to be. So I think it kind of both played out kind of how I expected. Okay. Okay. Combination. <laughs> yeah um i think I, I actually i i totally get what you're saying ryan and i think also because there's a little bit of hype behind pickens not picket pickens yeah um of course jj or tj watt my apologies is back you know he had torn peck i believe if i'm not mistaken so there's there's those glimpses of hope for sure but again like you said the niners are that complete team and i think the People were just a little bit too high on the Steelers. Um, I, believe- I at least expected their defense to do something, though. You know what I mean? Like, they just could not get any pressure on Brock. And, like, that run game between CMC and Debo, just the way that they utilize those weapons, like Swiss Army knives, and it's just – it makes me sick. And, like, I have to say, because I – get into it with Niners fans quite often. And, you know, I have to just talk that shit to them and let them know who the champions are. But I got into it with Niner fans and I told them that I didn't think that they were top three in the league. And I said that they had a lot of defensive drop off and, you know, like with D'Amico leaving and just things like that. And I guess I, I said that, I said that. Okay. And I saw the Niners this is before on the game or after the game. Oh, before the game. Oh, I said that before the season. Okay. And I mean, what I was really alluding to or trying to talk about was the fact that they don't have the same depth. You know what I mean? Like even last year, when their defense went down, like they played the Chiefs and the Chiefs hung 44 on them. You know, like so it's they're in that type of situation where they have all the guys, but all the guys gotta stay in the place. You know, they know dropping like flies or anything. But do I think that they are absolutely a stacked team? And does it just pain me to say that? Yeah, that it, it, that, that's what it is. So, I mean, this is their window, right? They just paid both. Yeah, so they it. got, they, they have like the highest contracts and they're, they got Brock Purdy, obviously on a seventh round salary. So they have like two years, $800,000 a year. I mean, they are, they are doing it exactly the way that they're supposed to. I mean, taking yep. a few pages from the Rams in terms of just kind of like the win now approach, you go after those players that are going to make make it happen, you know, plug in the pieces, the necessary pieces. And then they just moved, I think it was like 40 something million, like uh, created that much cap space. And I'm over here thinking like, what the heck are they going to do with that type of money? 
it's gonna come back. Yeah. Let me just put this out there right now. I hope that they do not go after Brian Burns and tighten up Mm -hmm. that pass rush because it'll just be like, yeah. I thought I I don't even want to. I don't even want to just say really nice things about the Niners. It's not even. I can't even let it roll off my tongue. But just know that me being speechless means that I really want to say that they're they're good. They're stacked. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, I, have, I have to go on a Niners podcast tomorrow night, so wish me luck. Like <laughs> voluntarily, or well, yeah, we're, preview, we're previewing the Niners Rams game, so we we do it every uh, year. He's a super, he's a super good guy. Uh, right. Jesse, he has a Niners uh, YouTube channel, so he's he's great. But yeah, I'm like, oh, I got to talk about the Niners for an hour, so wish yeah. me luck. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about uh, unexpected wins? <clears throat> Cough, cough. What, what? Who didn't you expect to win that one? I mean, girl, we can get straight into it. Are we, we talking about the obvious straight. one or the? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the rounds in a minute. But last thing, which it was, I couldn't really watch too much of it because the game was on the same time as the Rams game. I'm obviously referring to the Chargers Miami game, which I heard was insane, like insane, yeah. insane. And Ryan, the episode that you did where you filled in for P. You and I were talking just about like the AFC and like my dad taking the Chargers and how I still think that it's just so hard. You know, I like the Ravens. I thought that the Jets were going to be something. But then I was like, do not count out the Dolphins because Mike McDaniel is a freaking madman. Like just the offensive mind that he has. And then yes, Vic on the other side now is just and is I, I didn't catch the game, just highlights. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Ryan probably saw more than we have is what, what did you take from that game, Ryan? It was wild. Yeah. I, so I had, uh, <laughs> it was wild. I had my, I had my laptop with, uh, the Chargers game on and the TV with the Rams game on. So I had both that I was able to, we so I, I, I got to cover it all. So, you know, yeah, we, um, we were like this, you know, but <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it was a wild game. It was definitely uh, not a good performance for the Chargers defensively, but it wasn't, mm-hmm for the dolphins either i mean they gave up 34 points so it's always funny how how people react and it all it's like a win skews everything dolphins win and it's like wow what a great win chargers lose and it's like man they got to fire staley their defenses in shambles but it's like Vic fangio one of the greatest ever do it he also gave up 34 points and the chargers had over 230 yards rushing on the ground so it's it was an interesting game. The, the, my biggest takeaway is, A, the defense definitely does need work. I mean, they couldn't stop Tyreek Hill from anything. Tyreek Hill is just that good. But a lot of that, what you alluded to, Britt, is Mike McDaniel's scheme was so good in getting Tyreek open in space. Like mm-hmm. he was the, the, the crossing routes he had, the different uh, stunts he was pulling and stuff. Tyreek Hill was just wide open over the middle. And when he's in space, you know, he's the most dangerous man in the NFL. So exactly. um, that was good. I thought Tua, Tua played good. Obviously, his stats played great what 440 yards or whatever or uh, he, under, he underthrew a lot of balls he got bailed out by his receivers a lot which is gonna <laughs> happen when you have the great receivers but yeah, i mean he played fine he played definitely good the biggest thing though that i was disappointed in besides the chargers defense is and it's funny i know you guys don't really cover the chargers or do chargers twitter obviously you're in rams twitter more but <laughs> the chargers historically and Chargers fans historically, and, and this is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they like defend their quarterback no matter what. Phillip Rivers could do no wrong. Dude threw four picks. It wasn't his fault. Justin Herbert can do no wrong. You want to criticize Justin Herbert, they come with pitchforks for you. 
it was not Justin Herbert's fault at all that the Chargers lost, right? You gave up 36 points. It's the defense fault. However, he got the ball back with a minute 30 left and I believe two timeouts. All you need is a field goal. You just get, are you getting 52 million a year? You're considered a top three quarterback in the NFL. That is your time to shine and show you deserve not only the contract, but you deserve the praise as a top three quarterback. And he got sacked twice and they lose the ball game. I mean, that was the defense lost it, but I was waiting. That was Justin Herbert's moment. Right. To put the team on his, I mean, he always puts the team on his back, but his moment to end the biggest moment, drive down the field and win the game, had plenty of time to do it, had timeouts, had his weapons, has Kellen Moore's offensive coordinator. Like there's no more excuses. It's now time for him to kind of put up or shut up. Love the guy. I do think he's top five, but that was the well, one, there is one thing excuse. I took away. What's that? There is one excuse to me, though, but Charger fans may not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Charger fans feel about Staley. You know, he was with us for a short stint. He had a really good defensive roster. So, like, obviously he looked successful. He got the head coaching job with the Chargers. But to me, he's not a good game manager. Mm. Like, I mean – just look at the games that they've lost. Like, and I think that his, in the last maybe few years, that's how it's been with the Chargers. Like even with Tony Lynn, when he was there and like all the games that they've lost were like one score or less. And just like the dumb decisions that they've made at the end, like either like the stupid going for it on fourth downs or just like not doing enough. And yeah. So I think those are just, I think, I think he's one of the guys, especially those fourth down, like just like I, there's a little bit too much ego there. There's a little bit too much of the big cojones there. I think personally, I think I feel like, of course, rightfully so, especially after the way they lost last season, they feel like they have so much more to prove again. And it's like, and I agree with you, Ryan. I, if you were to go on my Twitter page and you search Justin Herbert or Herbie or Herb or Herbo, like you would see that. I would defend this guy because I, I love him. I think he's like, mm-hmm. I think he's one of a kind. I think that that ceiling is, I can't even start, but I I think that like this, this is it. This is really it. And I think it's it for obviously Staley. Um, and I think that after this, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say this, but there's just no more excuses. There's no more. He has no weapons anymore. There's no more. Like oh, yeah. it's oh, just, sure. it's just it because we've seen guys do more with less we've seen it time and time again and and this guy i mean he's at the peak of his career so i think i agree with you there's there's just no there's no excuses at least not anymore yeah exactly had the time had the timeouts and so you know yeah this i mean this is the year staley if he get this is it they need a deep run or he, he won't be around for for year four um you know i think they've He's adjusted well. I really love Brandon Staley. I think he's a great culture guy. I think he's a good just human yeah, being. Yeah, for sure. But, Me too. But the hard thing, too, is, is – And this is – Kellen Moore's the OC. Um, is he calling the offense, though? Yeah, yeah. He's got full range of the offense. So okay. Staley's defense. And he has, he has obviously – say, obviously, he's the head coach. But the right. hard thing with this that, you know, I've talked to Chargers fans about is tough loss. Defense didn't look like it improved. But again, you're going up against arguably the best offense in football. Like we knew this game was going to be fireworks. It's week one. Right. If this happened in week 11 and it's like the mm-hmm. defense is still looking this bad, then let's really talk. It's week one. They've never played like no starters played. And then you're mm-hmm. all of a sudden your starters you're going up against are Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, 
uh, all these different assets. So the biggest thing, the last thing that we can move on is the Chargers pass rush was non-existent. Joey mm-hmm. Bosa and Cleo Mack are considered two of the best in the game. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere so be that found. is a real issue. And that's not, that's not coaching. That's just like, you got to want it more. I mean, they oh, were, the Dolphins were missing their, their starting left tackle, Tariq Armstead. And still, oh my God, that's no right. pressure. So that yeah. was my biggest thing on defense is like, where's, where's these two superstars? Where are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. My dad is not happy. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want, he doesn't want any L's this season. <laughs> they, got, they got the Titans this week who have no, uh, no offense. They'll be okay. <laughs> I saw, that was that game. Like I couldn't even watch. Like you would lose years. That was a tough one. Talk about that game. That 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 game was like a. That's just like a mid two thousands game right there. That was just straight like. For real, games. like how many eight field goals? Like, I don't know why I thought that Derek Carr was gonna go to no you and do something like I no. Mean, week one, week one, week one. Before we get to the Rams, or are we gonna go to the Rams right now? I was gonna go to the Rams, but what are you about to talk about? Okay. Well, just, really quick, before we get to the Rams, because I think we all agree every year they're overhyped, every year they don't make it. I mean, what do you guys think of the Cowboys, though? They did burn oh, doors off the Giants. We weren't even going to talk about them because Paula, that's how Paula is on this show. It's Cowboys I, I'm next. With you guys. <laughs> the Cowboys have a hater in me, and they will forever. Um, it's really not them. It's really not them. Do I wish I had Micah Parsons on my team? Absolutely oh my God. Why do you hate the I Cowboys? Think the best I think sure. they have the best defense in the National Football League right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, fact that Dan Quinn is not a head coach again is crazy. Like, they got mm-hmm. so lucky that he, they, that he, he stuck keeps going around through the process and, and he's still there. Yeah. 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 I think that, I think that's not controversial to say for sure they have the best defense, but they're going to shit to bed. Death taxes. I, I just, <laughs> I just, hey, as long as Jerry Jones has a heartbeat, that team is not going to succeed. They need a true GM. That man will always, he's not going to sit back and let somebody run it. That's just, it's not going to happen. And I think that, at, Ryan, to answer your question, you asked me this earlier, it's not them who I hate. Um, I actually have Tony Pollard in my, on like two of my leagues. It's their fan base. That, it's their fan base that I hate. Um, respectfully, they watch yep. this. Um, majority of them only watch the Cowboys. Um, that, that's okay. You know, a lot of people do that, but, mm-hmm. um, I, every year is their year. <laughs> um, and I think everybody knows that, that that's what they're known for. And I think that, um, yeah, they're just like, they, they, I get it though. Like they are literally like a, just money printing machine for the league. I get it. They, they scale by or they skate by because they just generate so much money. They're they're just so marketable. I understand that, you know, but that doesn't win them games. So at least not when it matters the most. Yep. Defense is stacked. Like defense is <laughs> to me yeah. is the best defense in the league. And like you can't discount that. Like bones and special teams. Like mm-hmm. I'm over here just like, just give me bones back. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but my problem with the Cowboys is in it has always been, is Dak Prescott. And I don't think that he's the quarterback that's going to get them over the hump. Hmm. I mean, I think it's what, Lance. He, what has he done? Trey Lance. Uh, nice jab there. 
Uh, sorry, had to. Was it an impressive win? Of course. You go into, you know, to MetLife and pretty much pretty, you smacked those boys. Like, it was sad. It was, so, it was so weird because the Giants' first drive, they looked good. And then mm -hmm. the field goal was blocked, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Giants and that's my keeper on my again. fantasy team. He got me negative two points. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Gano. Um, yeah. Gano got to go. Yeah. Gano got to go. And even then, right? Even Gano then. Gano was a hoe. <laughs> they were carried by their defense, right? Like, I mean, let's just say what it, I mean, the Giants literally yeah. didn't score anything. So I think it it's makes things a lot easier when your offense doesn't have to go on the field to score points. For sure. But it's also to your point, though. Like, I mean, historically, the Giants don't don't perform well against the Cowboys either, though. But I think it's just also to your point, like that the heartbeat of that team to me is the defense. And I don't know. I mean, but I think that they have a strong enough team, even with Dak, to carry them through the season. Like, you know, sure, the, I think he's going to pull his weight. And I think that's I the mean, same. This this says it enough, right? You win forty to nothing, and Dak Prescott has one hundred and forty yards passing. As, that's like, that and is the no exact touchdowns. thing that I said. And that no is touchdowns. no touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> and you win forty to nothing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That is exactly what I said. Must be and nice. It's like you look at <laughs> the NFC West. I mean, the NFC West. The NFC East is. I mean, it's competitive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. You still have the Eagles that are going to try to make a run for it. The Giants, they looked absolutely terrible in terms of, you know, play, like, ability. Like, I'm like, who are these guys that are on the field? Like, they're not the Giants that we expected, like, to come out on the field that have been getting hyped up with the defense getting better, them, you know, making moves. and Isn't that Waller? Like, yeah, getting Waller, getting the linebacker from the Cardinals and just doing things with that team that you thought that were going to make a difference. Obviously, we didn't see that on Sunday, but I don't think that the road for the Cowboys is so easily paved out. Like this weekend, they're going to pay. They're going to be playing the Jets now. Obviously, that's a deflated team because of the situation. They're going to be playing like that defense is. Oh, my God. Zach Wilson. Bless you, kid. Bless you. But. Yeah. I don't think that it's going to just be an easy road for the Cowboys. No, I don't. I no, no. And I'm sorry, call me a hater all you want, but there's just no way. There's just no way. This um, will be the season that they go undefeated for all the watch, and that we're going to have to get this play back. Like I'll still stand on it. They're undefeated. I'll be by myself. Have you ever seen like that episode of like Rick and Morty where he's like, "I've seen what makes you cheer," and he's like by himself against everybody. That's going to be me. That's going to be me. What? <laughs> I've never, like, seen, me. That's huh? I've never seen that one. Huh? I've never seen that Like Rick and Morty where he's like, don't boo me. I see what makes you cheer. And he's literally by himself like going against everybody. That's going to be me if the Cowboys go undefeated. That's okay, okay, that's going to be you. So we need to make <laughs> the meme or the gif. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They play the they play the Chargers and Rams in back-to-back -back games. They won't go undefeated. They're losing one of those. They got to, right? They play us like the like Halloween weekend or something. Yeah. Yeah. They play the Chargers and I think they have a bye, then they play the Rams. Yeah. Of course they get the Rams off a bye, but speaking <laughs> of the Rams, take it away. Finally. Gosh. Listen, okay, wait. Hold don't on. call it a tank. Let's just start there. Let's start there because who's been calling how it a tank? How many episodes have we done? What'd you say? Dude. Who's been calling it a tank? Dude. Dude. For, 
Okay, so last episode, I had to even ask Paula again. I'm like, is this a tank? And she's just like, this is like a rebuild type of thing. We have to accept it. And I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to accept that. There, like, we have a man, and his name is Sean McVeigh. And there's absolutely no reason as to why I'll ever think that he's not scheming something up. You know what I mean? He's never not thinking. He's never not working or strategizing or just like having his wheels turn in his mind. And then there's also a man named Aaron Donald who plays on the team who linked up, you know, with Sean defense has never been the same. Matthew Stafford is on the team. Cooper cup is on the team. Like those are guys. I just didn't see this as a tanking season, but if you ask Rams Twitter and you didn't hear that Ryan, like, Everybody was saying that we were going to be absolutely horrible. This must be a tank year for us. And I don't listen to Rams Twitter. Expectation. <laughs> okay, there I it. don't listen to Rams Twitter. There no. it is. He said, okay. I'm going to listen to Rams You Twitter. probably have a really good just. I watch like, football. I don't, I don't really watch Twitter. <laughs> I, I Look, I think that we talked about this, right? What, like, were they going to go full on tank? No, maybe they were going to win a game or two more than last season. Probably. You know, um, for those same reasons that you listed, I, I think that the, just, there's just too much talent in those core pieces that they're not just going to lay down and just, you know, just lose because we want Caleb. Like, no. And I, um, yes, Ryan, according to Rams Twitter, the, the, the Rams are going full on tank for Caleb. Yeah, um, no, I, I did see it. I, my, I, but not even just I've that, always- though. Like, <laughs> it wasn't just the tank thing that bothered me. It was just like, the absolute low expectations. You know, when we hadn't seen anything, we hadn't seen anything. It was just unproven talent. And I said that, I said that in a couple episodes. I've told people that on Twitter and it's like, yeah, on paper because these guys are rookies because it's a lot of just like unproven kids that we essentially have on the team. Yeah, we're counted out, but McVeigh was saying it a lot in training camp that, you know, we're going to be surprised by this group of guys and like how hard they're working. And I kept bringing that up and I'm like, I feel it. You know, like I want to run through a wall for McVay. So mm-hmm. he makes me believe. And like, I don't feel like he's the type of coach that's going to be blowing that type of smoke. Like if we're asked, like, <laughs> like that's what it is. But we're the competitive edge is always going to be there as long as we have him at the helm. And this weekend, prove that. Like it proved that he is a great coach. It proved that he is, you know, just so, so, so great at scheming things up because like, obviously from what we saw, he had been in the lab, you know, and it was just like a completely refreshing Rams team based on all the bullshit that we were hearing going into the season and how nobody even counted us in you know like it was better than expected and it just like I feel so 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 good you know we'll talk we can talk about everything that happened in the game but I just I I feel great (laughs) but I I, so I got three points and I'll try to go quick so I'm not just like hogging the mic but (laughs) one on McVeigh that was like an absolute master class in that game what he was able to do and not just McVeigh I mean the guy the most hated coach in all of i think fandom is raheem morris and what, about, what eight yards in the second half or whatever it was like Three. shout out raheem morris 
like unbelievable performance what he did um yeah. just an absolute masterclass. so point one like the coaching staff deserves all the credit the offensive line balled out which everyone was so concerned about them again it's week one next week's going to be a different test against that defensive line in san francisco That's but let's let's take let's take the good right now with that and the offensive line looked a lot better so shout out ryan wendell who got those guys ready um shout out the receivers without cooper cup who balled out you know puka nakua obviously and Tutu Atwell has been taking shit for, for the two years he's been here, three years now. And all those, I mean, just the preparation looked unreal. So that was point one. Point two, and I can't remember if we talked about this on Radio Row or just together when we've been together, or I've just talked about it with others, but the Rams season last year, there was two, I think, two different time periods. There was, there was pre-Baker and post-Baker, right? Pre-Baker, the team obviously was losing the injuries were mounting up, but it just looked like a slog. Like it looked like no one wanted to be there. McVeigh was obviously, it was hurting him to even like try to lead and put in the hours. And he was questioning, like, do I want to just be a family man or be in the booth or this? And then post Baker, they still go two and three, but there was like some joy brought back. Mm-hmm. Like you saw the sideline, yeah. you saw McVeigh throwing the fist pumps again, getting fired up. Uh, there was some joy brought back. And I think that spilled over to this off season and then we saw up in Seattle at Lumen Field, and that's the most fun I've seen McVay have overall since, like, 2017 when he was first head coach at 30 years old. Like, he was fired up, calling players out, calling out DK Metcalf, uh, cheering <laughs> on his guys, like, running out on the field after a touchdown. Like, he was the joy was brought back, which is so important in this beautiful game of football. And then three – just going back to Rams Twitter, who I know I talk shit. I love Rams Twitter. I mean, obviously they've given me a platform of what we've been able to create here at LFB, but I thought it was so funny how I did obviously see all year everyone saying they were, we were tanking and the Rams were tanking, and it was so funny. That was the expectation. And then after two drives, Seattle scores a touchdown and a field goal. <laughs> those same people, this is terrible. Fire my- everyone. I'm like, you guys have been saying it all offseason. This is the expectation. You guys should know this was happening. And then Ryan, obviously yes. the turn it around. It was great. Like clockwork. You already knew. And I knew. Like, I had a scheduled tweet basically ready to go. Like, y'all throwing in the towel, right? Because that's what you guys do. Like, down a score. <laughs> At halftime, yeah. it was one score. One yeah. score. We were down I six. literally, I think I responded to you on Twitter. Like, I, I was like, I was pleased by the first half. Like, going into this it. game, my expectations were hey, we're going to compete, but I don't think we have, like, are we going to win? I don't know, but I think we're going to compete, and they yeah, compete the hell it. out of it. But we're, we're in, in it. it. Exactly. Exactly. I thought that it was such a good game. Like, just the way that we started out with that just sustained, long, extended play drive, you know, to get downfield, wore out their defense, and it it showed that, like, Stafford is back. Like, he looks so poised, you know, I had tweeted out that he said that this is the healthiest that he's been. Like, yeah, you looked it. And I mean, the feeling, like joy and and health, that's yeah. top tier. You know, like having those two and just feeling good about your body and feeling good about work, that really, really showed like on the field and the connection, <laughs> the connection. Whoever printed the faces and the names for Matthew, mm-hmm. <laughs> They that was the uh, MVP of the game because the connection they got the connection together and it, it was really good to see. It was good to see. Before I before I pose my next question, P, do you have, do you want to vent it all about that? I think that uh, I think to your point, Ryan. I think my biggest takeaway is the O line. 
Um, everybody's showing Stafford throwing those tight windows like Stafford knows how to do. Um, I think somebody said an upright Stafford is a good Stafford. And, and before that, he wouldn't have time to get to those reads. He had less. There's no way he had time before this. Like, And I think that just the fact that we were able to keep this man upright for me was huge. Like that line was just it was just like I was just like. What, what is this? Like, obviously, you know, there's some kinks we got to work out. I understand that. Of course, we're going to probably face the toughest test. Of course, it's going to be the Niners. We're going to face that defensive line. But for me personally, Stafford doesn't throw those tight windows if he doesn't have that protection. He was upright, like, for the most part. I think he got sacked once or twice. But other than that, like, he was comfortable in that pocket. Like, that is just – this man's, like, neck was falling apart in New Orleans, after New Orleans. So it's like – I think that for me, my biggest takeaway for sure was the line, but um, I'm very proud of that, that defense. Like you said, I mean, they scored 13 points and that was it, you know? So um, there's definitely some highlights there, but I'm just, I'm just like really, really like, I'm looking forward to what we can do. Um, I don't think this was a fluke. I don't think this was a fluke either. Um, Because we all know. Yeah. Just just, things that we didn't do before. You wouldn't even think that his wife came out and said that he didn't even know who their names or whatever, whatever the drama was, you would think that he was playing with these guys for a couple seasons. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I was like, holy. And then well, the cherry on top, seeing him do that video where it says, whatever the outside world thinks they don't have a fucking clue. I was like, inject that clue. in my veins, inject that in my veins and good for I him. You know, fucking clue. I who love it. Yeah, because who the lead a team? Are we making that shirt? Fight? Are we making that shirt? We need the shirt. We need the shirt Ooh. ASAP. ASAP Puka. What do you mean? I like that. I like, yeah. that. I like that. that shirt. That Rams team. With and his like big the shiny offense. teeth. I know, the new teeth. The new teeth. For <laughs> real. That's why I can't connect. The damn chompers. <laughs> They're like blind. And AB, they both have new grills. Looking mm-hmm. nice. Looking nice. That's the Super Bowl money. You know uh, what? I, I immediately... We've talked about this a lot because we were together when it happened. But I immediately thought of the dudes we met at at the media party oh, uh, at, oh, Phoenix, oh. at the Super Bowl, and I'm like, this, this is the 19th best quarterback in in the NFL. Are you this saying wait. This is the 19th just best? wait, I've been wait. I said it's only week one. I can't say anything to that man yet. But just wait because he definitely said that not only was Dak Prescott better than Matthew Stafford, but Dak Prescott was a top ten quarterback. So I'm gonna be on his ass. I don't even remember his name. It's like, no, it was like Adam, but I don't remember his Adam, last name. Adam, find yeah. his ass. <clears throat> I know you know I'll him, Ryan. I'll find him for you. I'll send, <laughs> I'll send you his way. Thank you. But I immediately so thought, I'm like, this guy better be watching. He and talked then, a lot of shit on, he talked a lot of shit on LA and Matthew Stafford. Man. He was talking that big, big, he was like, can he, is he even okay? Is he, does he have a handicap sign? Like he's old and he's just, oh, don't disrespect my QB like that, especially when he goes out and balls like that. Like the mm-hmm. offense was just something that I've always dreamed of. And like, I think that it was a lot, not a lot, but I'm just, you can see that there was probably a lot of input from Mike LaFleur, just like they collabed on a lot of things. And like the way that we use Tutu and just like the motion behind the line and then just getting him to be able to break away and just get all that space and just the things that we're going to be able to do in that offense, if we continue to, do things like that. Well, here's the best. Do you know how, you know how many times they ran the ball? How many times? 37 times. I was going to say 39. Beautiful. I was going to say 39. But we needed that. Like, long, that. 
McVay offense, you run it 30 times, you have a good shot to win. Yeah, that's what's going to get that pass going. Got the pass open up. We were running the ball. We were moving the ball nicely. Like, Kyron looked really, really good. You know, like, his little – he's springy. And, like, his extra little power steps that he takes get some extra yards. And, I mean, Cam, to me – and I've said this to people before. Like, he's kind of – I mean, he, he had an injury, granted. So, he's different. He's not the same Cam. But his vision, to me, isn't the best. Like, Obviously, we're watching a screen so we can see from a, you know, a drone angle, the holes and things like that. But as a back, especially as like a power back, I need you to be able to see those gaps and be able to go through them because it is like he's just following the block. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe the design is to follow blockers, but if you got a hole, you got to take the hole. Yeah. And yeah. He, I see that. And I... I mean, I like that how they split and they were in like the pass pro quite a bit more. So like Kyron was getting a lot more of the snaps, but the offense was beautiful. Can you guys imagine with Cooper Cup plugged in? Yeah, that's going to – I don't know. And shout out to the defense too because that defense, the secondary that DK said that he couldn't name anybody in. Yeah, okay. You know him now, Frustrated. Okay, three catches. Yeah, three you catches. know him now, buddy, with those 47 yards, got locked up. And it truly, like, it was just, it felt so good to win that way, to win by 17. Like, it was not 30 24, not 30 27. Like, we smashed them. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we also, I mean, you know, I'm going to, I always got to keep it 100. And I think I love his story. I love his comeback. I love who he is as a person. But, I mean, Geno Smith isn't that guy. I don't know why yeah, all of a sudden. I, all of a sudden, I told you. Know, I remember this was Seattle. People are saying he's a top like, top, like, 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm like, no. what? No. Did you, are we watching the same, yeah. same quarterback? So, love this win. But, you know, uh, Geno didn't exactly uh, shine. And yeah. part of that's the defense. But part of that, he's just it's Geno Smith. I mean, let's be real. Right. I think, yeah. And, and. Uh, rightfully so, right? The the comeback story from last season. He ain't right back, whatever it was. Um, I think that like I think this is the season they're gonna come uh, come back down earth. Although I, I said Seattle was gonna have the division. I thought that they did so well in the drafts last couple of years. You know, like they had they have a lot of just good energy going there. And I just you know, but the Niners are just smash mouth football. Physical. They are always competitors and. Yeah, this is the window. So, Pete, we Pete, are you know where they messed up? You where? know where they messed up the most, Pete? Talk to me. You draft, you you draft, Zach, you draft Zach Charbonnet and you run him two times? And Yeah, I knew you were you deserve to lose. Yeah. You deserve to no, lose. I actually – that's one thing that I was actually watching closely. Um, also, Jake Bobo. They had Jake Bobo out there doing what Jake mm -hmm. Bobo does, not just <laughs> looking for the ball but just blocking as well. That's why we love Jake Bobo. But um, I did see that. I did see that Zach, by the way, I have Zach in fantasy. That was one of my goals. And I was tracking that. Um, I think that they need to split those two. I, I I definitely think that Zach needs to get involved. And once he does, he's going to be happy that he did. Um, I think they'll, they'll do it. And also I did see today, not that it makes a difference, but you know, we're talking about the offense, Jason Peters, I believe they um we're either working him out or they signed him, I believe, as of today. Jason Peters is old, but, hey, I think they were just like, hey, whatever we got to do, 
the Rams did that to us. We need we need to get Geno some protection. I don't know, but it is Jason Peters at the end of the day. But I did see that um, I believe today, so that's important to know. People are saying that's the thing that I don't like though, because people are like it is Geno Smith, but Kenneth Walker, like he, I expected him to run down our throats. Sure, yeah, because like we don't have the best run defense, but we held so so strong. Like Ernest Jones was a freaking beast. You know, like him as the signal caller, I, when I was watching the game back, just like yeah, seeing yeah, how focused he is. Like he's matured so much and he has stepped up, you know, to this moment. And like yeah. it feels good to know that you have Aaron Donald up front, you have Ernest in the middle, and then Jordan Fuller back there. He played really mm-hmm. well too. Like he came up to the box. He made a lot of good little hits. Not little hits, but, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just really excited because this is the defense that people were like, this is nobody. They're nobodies. And I, you know what? I wanted to kids, and they yeah. carried their weight. Kendrick got cooked on a play, and he got a flag. Okay. But he came back. He started talking his shit, and he was playing like, like a, you know, CB one is supposed to. Yeah, I almost want them to keep continuing to say these guys are unproven. Some of them, CB1. right? But. Okay. I said, I want them to keep thinking that these guys are nobodies. That's okay. Like the thing is though, it's like these, they're, they're going to fuel them. Right. And of course these guys have a lot to prove. Ernest Jones has stepped up in the biggest moments. That's not one of the guys that has a lot to prove. Of course not Aaron Donald, but I almost want to keep flying under this radar because again, I came into this season full confession on Sunday. I was like, look, I'm going to rep this. I'm going to put my Rams gear on, but I have no expectations. That's the best way to go. Do I think we're just going to lay down and take it? No, but I don't know if we're going to win. Like, you know what I mean? Of course, and rightfully so. But I, I almost want us to continue flying under this radar just because it's like, all right, cool. Like, no, but watch this. <laughs> right, right, right. Noted. So um, I think there's a lot of things that, to look forward to. I think we haven't talked about Puka enough, but Puka's been talked about a lot from what I've watched um, on he's, Sleeper. He is nice. the t- he is the top on the waiver wire. He has last, I checked last night, um, he was trending upward. Usually, you know, uh, for sleeper, it has like the amount of, I believe, like of inquiries on the wire. It was in the millions. I checked before hopping on right now. It's at 2.8 million. Everybody else is like in the hundred thousands, 200,000, 800,000. So he's gone. I've seen from Pat McAfee show everywhere. I've seen like I, I think there's not a, enough we could say about Puka, but I mean, like, it's just this guy's a rookie. Like, what are we he's doing? He's a rookie. He was a, a draft still. He's a nice, like, he's a bigger size body. I didn't think that he was that big, um, but he has good feet. Ugh, like, I just, man. When they, when they drafted him, I comped him to Cooper Cup. Yeah, somebody, okay, so somebody called him Cooper Nakua. <laughs> Koopa Nakupa, like, or something like that. It was so I feel like Cooper Nakua, so and I was cracking so My Halloween costume, I'm not even going to tell you guys what my Halloween costume is, but it has to do with Cooper Nakua. Yeah. Unless he starts playing, like, garbage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, there's no To way. be continued for that, for my Halloween costume, but it's it's going to be funny. <laughs> Big test, though, this weekend, guys. Litmus test against the Niners. Um, Shanahan has McVay's number. <sighs> what are your expectations going to SoFi on Sunday? 
we have a few minutes and we can talk about that and wrap it up. We didn't even talk about Aaron Rodgers. Well, just real quick. So sad. Like, yeah, I woke up today and it was just like a somber, somber thing. Like everybody knows it's it's terrible. Sorry, Jets. It's Zach Wilson's team now, but yeah. I you guys want to laugh really quick. I had a my girlfriend came over yesterday um, after work and we were watching. We went to go get wings. We we're watching the game, whatever. Um, I went to go get her, and when I went to go get her was when I seen, of course, our boy Leonard Floyd. I was like, I I saw she was like I'm outside, so I looked at the screen. I was like, oh, Leonard Floyd. I didn't not realizing when I came back upstairs from getting my friend. I'm like, oh my god, that was the play. That was the play. And you know what? It's so sad because, like, I saw after the game, they were just showing the playback a lot. And then they were talking about the offensive line play and they were talking about the technique, like the cut block and how they were trying to go after the DN and, like, the the play before that, the DN or the the O-linemen were on the floor. And then the play where he actually got taken down, the, you know, he missed his cut block. But if you look back at the play, you can see exactly what Aaron Rodgers was looking at. And he was waiting for like the deep ball was going to be open. And I just mm-hmm. like, it's just the most horrible feeling to know how high the expectations were like the entire NFL, just storyline from hard knocks to the season to like everything. It was Aaron Rodgers, like the script, you know, the script was Aaron Rodgers. Like they were going to make the most money, the primetime games. They had like five and to see their season go down the drain in four plays, like in the expectations for Jets fans, like, Oh my gosh. Sorry, Jets fans. Sorry. There's, there's just, they, I don't know who they got writing the script, but I was just like, there's no way it's over. Like, there's just no way. Um, you know, they're saying he can come back. I mean, he's already 40, about to be 40. Uh, get well just, soon. He Hopefully he goes to his the five-day dark place, does like some meditation, has some shrooms from the Mexican <laughs> the <laughs> mountains, you know, Maybe he'll be back week 16. Like, who knows? Right? <laughs> you never right? Know. Hey. Alternative healing method is He's like, some, like super fast pace. Like, I revect him on it and there you and go. all that stuff. <laughs> you know. Put that on the Achilles. This uh, isn't contagion. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I guess they ended it on the great note, right? Xavier Gibson just running it back. Like, what? I'm glad so, that they got the win. Well, I mean that defense is legit. So yes, oh, if, Zach Will- if Zach Wilson can even be competent, they'll still be like a contender. They'll still but be that a contender is it, if he can just be competent. Because they did exactly what the Rams did. They did exactly what the Rams did. They said, "We have everything that we need. We need." Well, we the Rams didn't have everything in the beginning. Like the Rams knew that they were there. Because remember, we made the acquisition for Vaughn and OBJ like in and the OBJ. season, yeah. but. We had all of our pieces, and McVeigh in the offseason was like, I know exactly what I need to get me there. It's Matthew Stafford. And the fact that Matthew Stafford came in and did it in that first year is absolutely incredible. Like, this is, I was telling Deontay this. I was like, Sean McVeigh is like my husband. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, like, you just have to understand. It's because 
I love Sean McVay so much. And like his football mind is just so sexy to me. But there are just so many things that he does that gets on my nerves. Like when he doesn't do things that I want him to do, like obviously he's not going to run the plays that I Sounds want. Sounds like exactly. every husband. <laughs> yeah. That is exact. That is, yes. So he is truly like, that's how I feel. Like he's my husband. But he is incredible. And I just, yeah, I feel bad for the Jets because they tried to do what we did and they, they had it after seeing that defense it's like what 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 else did you need but yeah so the broncos won a super bowl in 2015 with uh peyton manning injured and brock osweiler so jets can maybe you never know but that defense how many games did brock osweiler play seven not not yeah not 16 (laughs) 18 is what what zach's gonna have to do seven but peyton manning was also horrible that year so uh, but he was still paid man, still paid man, but he was, uh, it's pretty bad. <sighs> well, we're going into Niner week. I know you have to get off P, but real quick, what are your expectations going into the game? We're in eight and a half point dogs at home. Damn. Eight and a half, huh? Okay. Eight and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to ride this out for like, Probably until like week seven. Just FYI, guys. I'm just gonna go to no expectations whatsoever. <laughs> if if fuck it, we ball was a person that is me right now. So um, I think that we are we couldn't have ended on a better note. And I think that coming into this, um, I also think that the fact that it's Brock Purdy gives me a little bit more comfort. And it's not Jimmy G. Jimmy G didn't lose a single game against us. And his whole career as a Niner. So, well, except for, you know, but the any, exactly. Any the regular, that he, he lost one. Yeah. Any regular season game, I guess I could correct myself. But um, I think the fact that it's Brock Purdy gives me a little bit of comfort. Um, I think it's going to be like 27, 24. Repeat. Yeah. Niners? Close. No, so Rams. Gonna be close. I think Rams, okay. I think it's to be close. I think it's going to be close, and I think it's not going to be like, hopefully, this is what I think. Because, you know, we experienced this week 18, and last, we're like how we go shoot out the cannon, firing, and then we die second half. I think it's actually going to be just a little bit more steady. Um, So, 27-24. Ryan? Okay, so I'm going to – well, let me – I'm just going to give you my little point first. And I don't know if we're going to win, right? I hope so. I really think that we right like right now where we are just with our energy, with the mindset, because I before we hopped on when I was driving home, I started listening to 11 personnel and I listened to like the very beginning of it. And Jordan was talking to Rich and she was saying that um, if you told like this team did not believe that they were going to lose. Like if you told them that they were going to lose, they didn't believe it because like, that's what the energy felt like, like with her being in the locker room and her being around them and just like everything that had been going on that she knew that she couldn't really talk about, you know, in uh, OTAs and camp and just things like that. And how she saw how persistent this team was and how hard that they've been working and like all the extra conditioning that they've been doing and like how McVay's been running these extra long play so that, you know, like when they did run that or have the extended drive, the first drive of the game, you know, like they, it was, they were used to it, you know, they weren't gassed and they were playing all these um, or not playing, but doing just 
extra things to help their bodies go through the conditioning that they need. And the morale is completely different. Like you mentioned it earlier, um, Ryan, just like last season with Baker, like the highs and the lows and just the roller coaster of emotions. Like now going into the season and I can see it and feel it like they are playing, you know, like they are ready. And if they go into this Niner game with that same same energy times two because it's the Niners and we hate the Niners and everybody knows that then I really think that we have a fucking shot like just play smart football like I don't think that Stafford is going to get the same amount of time that he got against the Seahawks (laughs) but if we run the ball like we did we'll open the pass up and do I think that our receivers can outplay their secondary yeah yeah now, defensively, you know, like I think that it's going to be tough to contain Debo, to contain CMC. But you best believe Sean is watching the tape on Brock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, from the moment that they stepped off the field from the Seahawks, it's like probably pull it up, studying it. And I really think that we're going to go out there and just compete. Especially we're already count. We play our best when we're counted out. And this is at the crib. Don't sell your tickets, people. Don't sell your fucking tickets. <laughs> I'll be at SoFi on Sunday. And I I really am hopeful. We just have to play smart football. Because they're going to play smash mouth football. They're going to run the ball. They're going to just keep going at our throats. And then, you know, they're going to do what Brock does in the system. But if we can... We can go after Brock. If Aaron Donald can say, hello, Brock, nice to meet you or nice to see you again. I'm Aaron Donald. Then I think we'll, you know, that'll give us a little bit of leverage. Ryan, the finale, Uh, the finale. I I mean, I was actually going to kind of say exactly what what you said when you alluded to to George's podcast is, you know, this, this, this team kind of has that, don't give a fuck mentality where every team should have that. But when you've been in the league a long time and you have a lot of vets, it's like, there's a, and I, I don't want this to come out wrong, but you have like a a respect factor for teams, especially when you've lost to them. And that kind of creeps into your mentality. And I think now the fact that you literally have like five returning players from last year, like Mm -hmm. the other guys give a shit because like, well, we've never played the Niners. Like, right. But AD is like, fuck the Niners. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. So you, you have your, your leaders that have been in that situation and want, I want nothing more to beat them. But the other 20 or the other, you know, 15 starters are like, well, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to go out and ball out. I don't care who the Debo is. I don't care who these guys are. I've never played against them. So sometimes that attitude, like it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, the great movie Miracle, that Herb Brooks reach yes. before they played Russia. And it's like, we play Russia 10 times. They might beat us nine times, but not today. Yeah. Like, not yeah. today. Like, that's the mentality is like, where they're just like, hey, not today are they going to beat us. So I I agree. Like, if you it's would ask personal. me. It's personal. It's yeah. personal. Yeah, there you go. It's personal. Yeah, time. It's personal. So that is that is how I feel too. Yeah, you asked me ten days ago, I would have picked the Niners in this game. (laughs) I think now I, I'm leaning. It's going to be very close, very competitive. Give me a number. Um, I'll go thirty. I'll go thirty-one twenty-seven Rams. 
31, 27 Rams. Okay. I'm going to go yeah. 26, 26, 17 Rams. Okay. Random. Clean sweep. 26 is Clean random, sweep. but yeah. go Rams. The clean sweep on the Rams. Hopefully that's well, have, have fun tomorrow talking to that Niner fan, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we'll see how what he thinks if I uh well I I could change my I mean what are we Tuesday right now? So we'll see how I feel tomorrow. We'll see how I feel Thursday, we'll see how I feel Friday. Could change a lot. So um, <laughs> right now I feel good about the Rams. <laughs> so yeah, this is talking sporty. Actually, we also want to quickly mention, right, Brittany, that instead of Thursdays, we did mention previously we would be on Thursdays, but um, today's Tuesday, like Ryan said, so we will most likely be moving from Thursdays to Tuesdays. And just uh, recapping everything that happened over the weekend. So we're looking forward to next week, and hopefully um, we'll be just as far as sporty. T-shirt, plan on no clothes. A party ain't a party if my nigga can't smoke. Here we go. Let me, let me, let me make a toast to baby over there, because you know I want to poke. No, I don't.